0: everyone welcome to my show my so-called fabulous welcome everyone it is so great to talk to you today and come to you from studio and I am with the most fabulous people well I am always with the most fabulous people it seems like but today I'm bringing to you you know go frogs my TCU horn frogs and I had the opportunity four years ago of meeting this young woman next to me I think you were a girl when you, you know what I mean. You were I a was, baby when so you, little. when you, you were a little. I mean, <laughs> I, I say that because I get a little teary. But four cool. years ago, uh, Ashley German walked into our life, um, and she's from California, and she's here today with our fabulous Preston Harless, and they are both TCU seniors about to hit the road with TCU Go Frogs in May. Congratulations and welcome to the show. Thank you. We're so happy to be here. Yeah, we're we're really really excited. Oh my gosh, I have no idea. So- So let me give you a little background. You've heard with Ashley. I met her. She went through sorority recruitment and we are going to hit on that, everyone, Mm -hmm. because it's a thing and you both have lived the Greek life. Um, I met Ashley when she was going through uh, recruitment through my daughter, Kennedy, and I can say they are best friends. They are the best of friends now. And what do you always call me? I call you my Texas mom. That's right. (laughs) And the mother of the people. Right. The mother of
1: the people. (laughs) That's right. For sure.
0: And so, you know, we Greg and I always just really do fall in love with so many of Kennedy's friends and our friends' kids. And that's what's happened in this room today. I met you, Preston, with Roxo at Mm -hmm. TCU. And I was so blessed. And we again are gonna talk about there's so much to talk about, but I met you. A year ago? Has it been a year? It's been a year. It's been a year? Oh, wow. And these two fabulous people were on the R, were, or do we say were or are on the... You have retired, right, Ashley? I am. I'm technically a Roxo alum at this point. Uh Uh-uh. Right? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. But you're still, Preston, you're still...
2: Yes, I am. So we created a new position this year, uh, the Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. And since I decided that I wasn't ready to let go of Roxo... I just hopped into that brand new role and it's been an excellent experience so far.
0: Okay. So Ashley was president. So Ashley, tell everyone you both are strategic communication majors at TCU. Mm -hmm. You both are in Roxo. Explain to everyone what R-O-X-O is. Roxo is TCU student-run
1: ad and PR agency on campus, and what Roxo stands for is it's just the color purple in Portuguese, which is really fun, so a lot of people think it's an abbreviation or an acronym. Nope, it's just the word purple translated um, into Portuguese. Um, so it's very cool because it's a way that students are able to gain experience in an agency while they're still in school and still taking classes, um, which is very cool. That's why I was drawn to it. And it's not just for strategic communication majors. It's open to the entire school. So we it have is? it is. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple business majors, um, some people who are graphic designers, um, some studio photography majors I as well, I believe.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because we serve so many different types of clients. Like we've got a client as large as Kukcho children's Mm. and we work with so many local nonprofits as well um yeah it's just it's it's really really cool and I was asked to give a a quote for a press release the other day for it and I just said it was it's the cool hip fun internship everybody wishes they could have
0: no joke Mm -hmm. I mean I'm so impressed and um did I tell you that project 4031 and I were talking so (sighs) Project 4031 is it's I I explain this to you because you got me into this, Preston, tell them what we're jumping all over the place, but I want you to mention that.
2: Yeah. So they're a a nonprofit here in Fort Worth that focuses on creating memorable end of life stories. Mm -hmm. And one of our teams last year hosted an event for them and you came to it. And that was just really a brainchild of myself and Ashley and Ty, who was our other uh, executive team member. Just to try to create some some brand partnerships with them because they were really looking for an influencer in Fort Worth that they could partner with. And there's nobody who I wouldn't want to introduce you to. <laughs> You're sweet. So it just worked out. It worked
0: out so perfectly. Well, they just asked me to be their first ever influencer. I know. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm Exciting. so excited. I'm so touched because I um, I came to the event we were just speaking about. And um I, I just couldn't get my I couldn't stop thinking about it, mm-hmm. you know, just what they're doing for, like you said, end of life. I mean, people, are, I mean, it, it's just amazing. So thank you for that. But what you're doing, you, I mean, y'all are a full PR agency, right? Are. You mm-hmm. are an ad PR agency with Roxo. And I'm so, I went to TCU and I can tell you there wasn't, we didn't have that going mm-hmm. on at the time, but um, you know, just how times have changed mm-hmm. and that you had that experience. So, did that help you because you both are employed now. You have jobs coming right out of the gate. You did that? Yeah, how much did I know it helped you, but how much did that help you?
1: Roxo is the reason I got my job. Mm-mm. It set me apart so much from other candidates and I've had multiple interviewers tell me that as well. Um, It just gave me the extra edge and the extra experience that I really need to be able to succeed early off in my career. And it's given me, like I said before, so many experiences, hands on client experience Mm. that not a lot of people have coming straight out of college. Um, And it helped me get my current internship that I have, um, not only through the experience I had, but also through connections, um, which I really love about Roxo is our alumni network is so tight. Um, because we all have become super close working on client projects together. So we're all like me and Preston became best friends. We didn't know each other like almost mm-hmm. a year ago, but here we are. Mm-hmm. And so we're all just wanting to help each other and give each other connections. And do we just really want to see our peers succeed. Mm-hmm. That is something that's really important to us. So not only did it help me with the experience, but it also helped me build a really good professional network.
0: And you? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So on on the note, talking about just how tight and interconnected we are, we recently had our 10 year anniversary party and we had an alumni there from 2013, which was just so incredible to see that Roxo impacts people's lives so much to they keep wanting to come back nine, 10 years Years later. later. Mm -hmm. That is
0: amazing. And but, it helped you with your with where you're going to Colorado, right? I
2: am. I am. I'm starting a job in management consulting, which is a little bit of a deviation from kind of the the traditional strategic communication route. But Roxo really helped me identify and hone some really important foundational skills that I'd like to believe helped me mm-hmm. uh, secure the job that I have. But you just, you learn how to work with teams. You learn how to deal with clients, all the good and all the bad of dealing with clients. Mm-hmm. So it's just, we, we truly could sit here for hours and just talk about how incredible Roxo is.
0: I, I, I believe because I'm a part of Roxo. Um, you guys, Ashley approached me, it's been probably a year ago yeah. now, <laughs> um, because you have done, you've had cor- corporations and nonprofits and you came to me and said, what? I did. I came up to you. I
1: originally was interning for Tiffy briefly last year, getting our TikTok fired up and kicked off, which was super fun. And we did. Yeah, we Things did. Things we did. That. <laughs> yep, yeah. Which is so fun. And I, um, at that point, had been named the next Roxo president for the fall um, 2021 semester, um, which was super exciting. So I was talking to Tiffy about that and I was like, you know, we're just like looking for some clients. We're trying to get those settled down for the next semester. And we kind of talked about it. We were like, huh, Roxo has never had an influencer before. And I think a lot of the people in the agency had previous experience with influencers through various internships. So we knew that would be a really great asset for your team and your success. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this idea to the exec team and then we'll see if they like it. And we'll present it to our faculty advisor and see what happened. And it happened. It, mm-hmm. it
2: certainly did, and I remember having several Zoom conversations with you mm-hmm. uh, last summer, just trying to really understand what we could do for you. And it's just another really tangible example of how Roxo is so innovative. Mm-hmm. We hadn't had an influencer client before, so we, the three of us on exec, took the initiative and, and pitched it to our faculty advisor, and she said, "Absolutely, let's do it." And so it was just the perfect storm of allowing us to wow. to create this meaningful. Uh, connection with you this
0: the the information that my brand um received from you guys you worked so hard on my brand y'all it was unbelievable i mean from colors to branding messages to audience, to demographics, to analytics. It was Mm -hmm. mind-blowing for me because I didn't grow up in this. I did not grow up in this culture at Mm -hmm. all. And it was so amazing in what you were doing. And now you're going into the workforce. Now, I told Ashley this many times good grief (laughs) i've told her this many times but internships and i know that there is an audience listening to this right now that their children may be going into internships they may be going or they may looking into the future but i told ashley you're you're when you're an intern you get to see what you don't want to do and what you do want to do now we're all blessed to have jobs i know i know i've had some not so fun jobs And I'm sure y'all will at some point, you know, (laughs) things you just really don't want to do, but you, you y'all have such great work ethic and I do too. And that's what it takes. But internships are amazing because it really opens your eyes into, you know what? I really thought I wanted to be in front of the camera, but I don't, or Mm -hmm. I wanted to be behind the camera. I want to do this, that, and the Mm -hmm. other and exploring things that you want to do.
2: Right. Absolutely. And I, I had a internship this past summer with a, a shopper marketing company. And they were a remarkable company that had such a great culture. But the area that I was in, I discovered that wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do. And I'm able to look back so fondly on that experience because, as you say, I found out exactly what I didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. But it was still so fun because everyone there was just very sweet and took. Such an interest in my development, my education. So yeah, I'm able to look back very fondly on that.
0: I know mm-hmm. it's amazing. So I'm so proud of that. And Sarah Engel, your faculty advisor, professor, was on the show not too long yeah. ago. What an incredible writer that one oh, is. Yes, oh. she's very talented. Oh my gosh, I couldn't put the article down in Fort Worth Magazine. <laughs> okay, so let's back up a few years. Four years ago, let's say, or five years, possibly. Oh yeah, in yeah. Um, wow. California. Yeah. Uh, so Ashley came to us from <laughs> California. So why? Why in the world did you choose TCU so far away? That is a great question. I still <laughs> Does Bill and Jill wonder that too. Bill your parents? and Jill wonder that every day.
1: <laughs> I honestly, I get this question so many times, and I do not have a solid answer. You don't. It was like a higher experience thing. It was a it was a weird situation of where all of the cards just fell into place, and I was like, yeah, this is what's supposed to happen. So, um. Five years ago, which is crazy to think. I feel like I was uh. a freshman in high school yesterday. Mm-hmm. But um, when my senior year of high school rolled around, I thought I was going to go to school in Southern California. I thought I was going to go to Chapman University. That was my big plan, my dream school. And I applied to a bunch of different schools. Um I only applied to two out-of-state schools and TCU being one of them. And the reason I did is because um, one of my friends, she was a year older than me and she was on my cheer team. And she decided that she was going to go to TCU. She got accepted. She went and she had a whole year ahead of me. And I saw how much fun she was having and Greek life and all the different things she was able to do with her friends and her major. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to apply. Why not? It's on the Common App. I might as well. And And Bill and Joel were just like, okay, I guess another application fee, thanks Ashley. But <laughs> I went ahead and did it. And what's funny is my family is very research oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad, he will research anything before he makes any decision. Um, I do the same thing, but I do it way after the fact. So I do it and then I'm like, okay, let's like look into how good this is for me, which is not the right method whatsoever, but it worked out in this case. So I originally, um, applied early action, which is different than early decision. Early decision is the binding one. Early action is not binding. Um, I didn't know that early action applying to TCU is kind of pointless. I'm sure people have gotten in, but I go, I was deferred to March. And so I was immediately like, oh, no, I was oh, like, they no. don't want me. They can't have We're me. <laughs> That's typical senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got into Chapman. I was like, all right, I'm set to go. I'm excited. Um, and then I got closer and I was like, you know what? TCU is looking real nice. And my dad kept showing me videos of the campus and I was like, oh, I really like it. And. Mm my parents had talked to my friend's mom and she said, do not take her to that campus until she gets in because she will fall oh, in love with yeah. it and she will be heartbroken if she can't go. Mm-hmm. And so my parents and I were patiently waiting until March when I got my letter and I got my letter and I got in and my dad immediately went to his closet, brought out his cowboy boots and was like, we're going to Texas. Oh. And so I went to Texas. I visited the campus, fell in love with it. And the rest is history. Of
0: course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> it's a so, hard place not to. Okay, so you transplant from California. Okay, so Preston, you're you're just down the street from Dallas.
2: Yes, I am. Okay,
0: so Dallas, Fort Worth. If you don't know, is about what twenty five miles, thirty five miles, give or take. Yeah, something 30, around thirty that. minutes, something like that, depending <laughs> on if you told weight or not. But you. Went directly to Sacred Heart in Connecticut. Yes, I did. Okay. Did you want to leave? Did you want to jump ship and get out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area? I mean...
2: So what took me to Sacred Heart was I earned a football scholarship there. And I was a kicker at Parish Episcopal School in Dallas. And for those of you who might have only heard of us, we're the ones with the really obnoxious, but... (laughs) so impressive blue football field.
0: That's right. That,
2: yep, that's us. Uh, oh my and, I, God. and I say it very proudly.
0: He did. His chest just was swelling as you said. That. I'm like, what is this coming out of his mouth?
2: <laughs> but So I was a kicker there, and then I earned a football scholarship to Sacred Heart and went on my official visit there and just really fell in love with everything football-related. It's, it's a really great school, and I was really happy to be going there. And just going through the summer workouts, the fall camp, the whole season. It was just a truly remarkable experience, and I would not trade that for the world. But while I was there, I just got the feeling that this is not where I'm supposed to be. So I decided to start filling out some transfer applications probably around January or February of my second semester there. And coming out of high school, if I wasn't going to play football, TCU was the school I knew I wanted to be at. I adored it. It's just, as Ashley said, it's hard not to fall in love with. Mm -hmm. So it was a pretty easy decision on where I would be transferring to mm-hmm. um, in TCU once I left Sacred Heart.
0: Couple of questions there. Why not SMU? Because SMU is right there in Dallas. You just because they're so
2: similar. They are so similar, but you know I bleed purple. Yeah, and okay. I'm okay Aww. with that.
0: So we'll cute. take that, right? <laughs> okay. So was it football that made you want to to transfer? What did you miss home? Yes, yes, yes.
2: I always tell people that it was never the football that made me leave. It was just I had to leave the football behind in order to be where I needed mm-hmm. to be. Like I I look so fondly back at my time there mm-hmm. from like a football perspective. And I I made really, really great friendships. People I still talk to to this day, but it just it was not where I felt called. And here I've really found my community. I found just so many really impressive mm-hmm people who are willing to invest in my education, invest in my personal development. And mm-hmm. I just, um, I, I can't speak highly enough about TCU.
0: I know. We all love it so mm-hmm. much. We all do. Um, so you get to TCU. Did you know, you know, Kennedy has many times told me this, and she always gives me permission to say these things, but she was, she was not concerned, but just baffled because out of five roommates, of five girls living together, different sororities, and she was discouraged because four out of five knew exactly what it, they wanted to be when they grew up, mm-hmm. where what education they wanted. They all ironically wanted medicine, mm-hmm. a okay. medical field, either nursing or pre-med. Mm-hmm. And she's many, many times been discouraged. She's like, I thought I wanted politics. And then she ended up going communications and then poli sci, you know, just it was like it was discouraging for her. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grow up. If I went back now, I would go into broadcasting. I mean 1000%. Mm-hmm. So my point is, did y'all know what you did you know what you wanted to do in your life and your major? I did. I I'm such a planner. I
1: one of my favorite things to daydream about when I was little was what do I want to be when I grow up? Like what do I want to do? I knew I wanted to be a career girl. I knew I wanted to live in some big city and wear heels on marble floors and, you know, do that whole career girl thing. Um, and I knew I was a talker because my parents always told me that. Yes. Um, and being an only child. That's good. <laughs> um, and I just knew that was one of my strengths. I knew I wanted to do something like that. Um, And what my dad said was, well, the people in the marketing department at my company are very similar to you. Maybe you should look in the communications or something like that. And I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. And so communications became my whole big thing all throughout high school. I knew I wanted to do that. And when I found strategic communications at TCU, I was like, oh, yep, this is it. I didn't quite know. I knew what area I wanted to go in. I knew I wanted to do strategic communications. I didn't exactly know whether I wanted to do public relations or advertising. Um, but one thing that I think led to that success is I was realistic with my strengths mm-hmm. um, and I didn't quite give up into what I thought I wanted to do. For example, like I knew I would not succeed well in medicine or okay. business because math and science aren't my thing, mm-hmm. but I knew I would do well in communications because I love public speaking. I love design and color. I love all those things. Um, so I think just staying realistic with my strengths and what I enjoy doing helped mm-hmm. me with that a lot. Yeah.
2: And and she's an excellent leader as well. Uh, I had mm-hmm. the Thank pleasure you. of being her VP to, the president last year in Roxo. Um, But on your note about knowing what I wanted to do when I was... um, My first dream job when I was three years old was to be a yard man.
0: Wow. wow. Uh, Wow. Okay.
2: Yeah, I would always just get so fascinated when they were out using the weed whackers in our front lawn and quickly quickly transition to something else. I wanted to be a pilot. I wanted to be all these different things. Okay. And then once I got to Sacred Heart, I was just general business. I think I declared marketing and management right before I left Mm -hmm. and then got to TCU was having conversations with uh, academic counselors. And I was really interested in the strategic communication department, but I wanted to double major that with business as well. But the best advice that I got during that whole process is, you know, where do your strengths and where do your interests really lie? And they aligned way more with strategic communication Mm -hmm. than with business. And that's what led me to becoming a strategic communication student. We just we have such incredible professors who are willing to invest in obviously teaching you the material, but helping you really develop your strengths. Like we have one professor who was uh, a former speechwriter for President Ronald Reagan, Mm. which like
1: (laughs) best writing class of my life. Really, Seriously. And
2: just the. Like Sometimes there's professors that just like to, you know, gloat in their previous achievements. He is not one of them. He will just tell us all about his experiences in politics, his experience working in corporate. And everyone that is Mm -hmm. in that class is just so magnetized. Mm -hmm.
0: We're just soaking it up.
1: You should have him on the podcast. Yes, Yes, we we should. Professor Mack, we're going to come
0: for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that is. I just love professors. I had one professor for sure that was like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, just magnet. You know, just magnetic to this guy. I mean, Mm -hmm. just would learn so, so much. I mean, that's why I can quote Macbeth. (laughs) I mean, he wasn't even handsome either. So, Okay. So would you explain, because we had a professor of TCU here and she explained to us stratcom. So Mm -hmm. explain to us what strategic communications is. Yeah. Oh man. Loaded question. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's
1: interpretation is a little bit different, but Mm -hmm. how I like to look at it and Preston, correct me. Along the way um, is strategic communications is an umbrella and under that umbrella you have advertising and you have PR and PR is more um, press releases um, more of like a company's image responding to news reputation and management Yes, exactly reputation advertising is similar to marketing, but it's not the same thing. It's more of selling a product um, creating a brand image for a brand, for example, maybe coming up with a logo, coming up with the name, the mission statement. Um And it's really fun because we get to do a lot of that in Roxo. We get mm-hmm. to incorporate both of those. But that's how I look at strategic communication. That's how I um, explain it. Preston?
2: Yeah. And the only thing I'll add is just what we're learning in our classes, yes, is is specific to advertising and public relations, but it's also... Super important things to know as a future employee, like we have a lot of discussion groups, we have a lot of group projects. So we're learning how to work in teams, how to deal with our team members who more often than not have very, very different styles than us. So I think strategic communication does a really excellent job of teaching us how to be marketable students, marketable employees. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And one thing I love about StratCom at TCU is they really emphasize the importance of empathy Mm -hmm. when you're looking at um, creating advertisements, when you're putting out a press release, really taking a look at your consumer or your customer, even the brand, and trying to put yourself in their shoes rather than doing, oh, like, how can we get as many like cells as possible. Right. We more so look at how do we drive this home? How do we capture emotion? Maybe that's through nostalgia. We're just really trying to be
0: creative with how we're using emotions. Mhm. Because we are, we do buy on emotions. Yes, we mm-hmm. do. We do. You and I had that conversation we were talking about yes. that, you know. Yes,
2: I uh, I utilized my connection with Tiffany to to have an in-depth interview with her for one of our classes. <gasps> no, was it
0: for campaigns? Yes, it was. Oh, mm-hmm. He's my competition for this. Yes. <laughs> Oh, well, I I'm beat you to it, always, I guess. But, <laughs> but it was great because he was asking me if I ever bought anything on emotion. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. usually take it back. I really do. I mean, I'll buy something. I bought a um, a gift for myself in November. Mm-hmm. And I just unwrapped it yesterday. Ooh. Well, I'm
2: proud of you for unwrapping it because when we had that conversation, you I mean, still hadn't. I still <gasps>
0: hadn't. No- oh, that's right. I told you. Mm-hmm. I did finally. And you know what? It's the wrong season. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> Guess what? Return policy's gone. I think that's uh, what I do. I wait until ninety days is up, and I just <laughs> like, so I have to have an. L. But yep. yesterday, well, yes, it was a scarf. It was beautiful wool oh, scarf. So love. anyway, but anyway, it, we digress. But emotion, is true. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely true. And you know, when in my business, you know, like stories are so big on Instagram. And mm-hmm. did y'all know that? <laughs> so um, <laughs> maybe a little bit. <laughs> but, but when I play on, we well, not not play on emotion, but when I'm transparent. Mm-hmm. And I really do. I think that's where the trust comes. So Mm -hmm. how much trust is in advertising and PR, right? Yeah, I think PR
1: and advertising are two things that have a really bad reputation for people that aren't passionate about it like we are. Um, Like we see the good in it, obviously. And I think advertising is beautiful. I absolutely love it. I could, I want to be like a historian on advertising. Like I want to be such an enthusiast on it that I know all the history about it. But there isn't a lot of trust with the general consumer i believe because um i think a lot of people nowadays just don't have trust like they're Mm -hmm. always like okay what angle are they using here how are they trying to get at me um and i think that's also something that stratcom teaches us is you have to have ethics and morals when you're in advertising and pr because it's very easy to lose that Mm -hmm. if you just want an easy way out and an easy check right that's what they highlight a lot in our classes
2: yeah and and there's a one of the best examples of her saying that we don't have a great reputation is uh, I was with my aunt and I was telling her what strategic strategic communication was. And she's like, "Oh, OK, so schmoozing. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, wow.
2: And, yeah. and I went in a little bit deeper into like <laughs> detail about no. OK, this is actually what we do. And then she looked right back at me and said, yeah, so schmoozing. <laughs>
0: Wow,
1: And it
2: was it was all in good fun, but it just it it really does illuminate how much distrust there is, which is why at at TCU there's so much of that emphasis, as Ashley said, Mm -hmm. on ethics. And we have to take uh, a media law class so Mm -hmm. we really understand what we can and can't do as communicators. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's a lot more going into that than, than I would have ever thought. Wow.
1: One thing that's interesting now, especially um, is the data privacy mm-hmm. um on different websites and stuff. And I think that's really added to the bad reputation of advertising because people will be like, I just got this ad. Is my phone listening to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what's interesting is that you're they already know that about you. Like they don't have to listen to you to know what you're into and what kind of ads you're gonna wanna see. Um, because like whether you've searched it or something like that, but with all the data drama. Oh yes. Our field has definitely, I think there's a lot of miscommunication between people in our field and the general public.
0: But it's interesting. It's true. Um, I, I will talk about a pair of the shoes I want or, or a device I want and it comes up on my phone. Mm-hmm. What, what, and it, I mean, but like automatically it's almost like, Oh wait, Right. Is that true? It is. Or is am I crazy? No, oh, you're no. not crazy. There's
1: a little bow, It's crazy. <laughs> the amount of information that you can find just off of website analytics or social media analytics is very interesting. I'm in a class right now called Social Listening and Data Analytics. And as well, I'm a brand engagement intern at Agency Habitat. And it's so interesting to learn like what you can do with data and what you can figure out about people. And I read an article recently where you can take a look... At people in different um, geographical areas you can look at the influencers they follow and you can figure out oh like this would be a good idea to make a partnership with this influencer because if we're targeting people in this specific area they're more than likely going to see that and have Mm -hmm. more exposure which is very interesting so Keep an eye out for
0: that, Tiffy. So Project Project (laughs)
2: 4031 is ahead of the game with their partnership with you. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, I'm so excited about that because it makes sense once you, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'm in my fishbowl, I don't, I don't see in my fish. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Like what the need is? So we talk about social media. This is so new to me. Um, when y'all were in high school, what was it? Snapchat. And mm-hmm. I mean, there was Instagram and Facebook, Instagram. but I mean, just how much it's explode. It, it, it's the explosion, mm-hmm. but, you know, talking about Instagram followers and we, we've talked about this with Roxo is how do you gain followers? So on and so forth. I mean, I'm at that point where the organic followers are, are, are coming in because mm-hmm. they do trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But social media is just and influencing is such an important part of pr and advertising mm-hmm. and and communications right yeah
2: mm-hmm.
1: um i was just having a conversation about that of how influencers are kind of like the new billboard really absolutely it's a good way to gain paid and organic mm-hmm. exposure which is very interesting um and i think a lot of people are kind of behind on that of seeing influencers as a new media type in a new way that um it's a new channel really of Mm -hmm. advertising and communications that can be utilized with so many different subjects. Like there's so many niche influencers out there.
2: There really are, which a
1: lot of people can use Mm -hmm. and like just podcasts themselves. Like Mm -hmm. how many random podcasts are there about just the weirdest things? Mm -hmm. Um, So people have a lot of opportunity with influencers and people that have a big following on social media.
2: Mm -hmm. Everyone has a platform
0: now. Mm Exactly. Exactly. Everyone has a platform. Mm-hmm. I
1: know. Everyone has their own message and their own values and passions that people can pick and choose if they agree with.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. We get to choose. Absolutely. I love that we get to choose. Okay. So when you when you were coming to TCU and you we, we'll go back to this because I know there's parents listening. You, how difficult was it when you did get into school to do these things that you're doing to go? You both are Greek. You're Mm -hmm, in the Greek mm -hmm. life, right? Um, Ako, this is my sister sitting next to me, LITB and a beta. So you both are in the fraternity, sorority um, organizations. Mm -hmm. You're both in extracurricular organizations. Mm -hmm. You have your, your school, you're working. How difficult or what advice would you give to that student that's walking in in the fall?
1: Yeah, this is something I love talking about. I think the biggest piece of advice I have for freshmen, which is just wild to say that I'm even at that point where I can give advice, is just do it Mm -hmm. and just dive in. If you're interested in something, go ask someone about it. Go figure out how you can get involved. Um, For example, I have no background with Greek life. I'm the first person in my family to go Greek. I knew nothing about it. And I knew I wanted to have a sisterhood. I knew that was something I wanted to be a part of. So I just did it, (laughs) which, um, served me so well. And just diving in headfirst, kind of leaving your fears behind and not doubting yourself. And that's going to be hard. That's easier said than done. But if you just know, like if you have an end goal in mind and you just jump in and do it, it'll serve you very well. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I I have a couple of points written down, um, for this. And I'd say the, the first one is this is less trying to balance everything advice, but just general mm-hmm. advice for freshmen is to let the stubbornness go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we go through a uh, two-day program before we even come to TCU called Frog Camp. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there was this one exercise where, and and I'll give you the short version, but we were blindfolded and we had one hand on a string um, and mm-hmm. we were trying to walk around a tree. And the directions were something, 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 ask for help. And I was the last person to complete that task by about 10 minutes just because I didn't ask for help. Really? Really. So I'm someone who is inherently very stubborn.
0: Oh, dear. <laughs> no. And just, just a little bit. <laughs> oh, my. So
2: I had, I had and I still have a very hard time asking for help. Mm-hmm. And I know going into... Your freshman year at college, you're you're coming off of this high of being a high school senior where, you know, the world is your oyster. Everything's oh. opening up to you. And the last thing you want to do is ask for help. Mm-hmm. So just be very, very intentional about asking for help, because sometimes you'll just be stuck blindfolded around a tree for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if all you would have done is just ask for help. Right. And then the other thing that I would advise is, is to to you can't know what you can't know mm, like there's mm-hmm. going to be so many things in college that you learn that you're not going to know when you first start and that's that can be troubling it's yeah. you know i i, I want to know everything going into this but i just i can't know because maybe it's not my time maybe mm-hmm. i haven't even been introduced to it yet and a lot of that is to, to go back to your point about juggling everything Well, you're not going to know what works for you going into college. So if you sign up for two clubs, Greek life, a club sport, Mm -hmm. and uh, let's just say like a campus ministry, for example, Mm -hmm. like everybody has different time management strategies. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it's trying to get the bulk of my work done in between my classes while I'm still in like a class or working mode because I don't like to do homework late at night. That's just not when I'm. Uh, most productive so you know there's there's no clear answer on how to like well i'm gonna look for how to manage my time like going in and i'm gonna expect to know exactly how to do it going in because you're not it's gonna change Mm -hmm. so don't beat yourself up for not knowing what you can't possibly know yet Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. i love that i have another quick one um when one door closes another one opens that is 110% true. Yes. There are so many things that I put myself out there for and I didn't necessarily achieve. Um, but because of that, what would be perceived as a failure, another door opened for me. Like I wouldn't be able to have been in Roxo if something I wanted so bad had worked out. Mm-hmm. So it's just keep looking for opportunities, even when you feel like there's no doors open.
0: Oh, my gosh. There's that is so true in every phase. Of every, and I'm finally to, and and you all know, I'm quite a bit older than y'all, but I am finally (laughs) to the point if I don't get an account or I, Mm -hmm. if, if something happens, there is a reason Mm -hmm. there's a reason is it going to drive me crazy, but yeah, there's a risk. The door closes. There's another one coming. Exactly. It not be different. So how do y'all balance relationships with male and female, your girlfriends, Mm -hmm. your guy friends? How? I, I know I've watched this, this gal with relationships (laughs) and coached her as much as I can, but how do you balance that? Because you're going into without your parents Mm -hmm. there. I mean, without the people that, I mean, that, saying yes or no to you, how do you balance relationships? That's a really good question. (laughs) So So one of the, we're going to just delete this one. (laughs) Yes.
2: uh, One of the, the best examples that I can think of is when I was going through fraternity rush and I was at my first ever event with, with my fraternity and I was talking to someone who it was not known to everyone there that he was the president. But one of my friends had said, you know, hey, make sure you like look out for this guy. He's the president. And he asked me a a question that I will never forget. And I still think it's like there was some sort of divine intervention with this question. But he said, what is something that you would only tell someone after a year of knowing them? Ooh. Which is an incredible question. And That's intense. <laughs> I immediately knew that that was my opportunity to go into hopefully getting a bid with this fraternity and making lifelong friends with with the highest degree of authenticity that I could. Mm -hmm. And so I told him that that I was gay and that I had a boyfriend and I will never forget his eyes about popped out of his head. And then the recruitment chair was walking right by and he grabbed him like buy a shirt and pull them over here and said, Preston, you need to say that again, Mm -mm. which was just like, it was incredible. Like wow! I instantly felt so supported. And from then on it, I just, I knew that that was my tribe.
1: Oh, that's really, Mm -hmm.
2: yeah. And then it just, it like me telling the rest of the people in the fraternity, me telling the rest of the people that are in my pledge class that just came so organically because of that moment Mm -hmm. that The former president provided me while I was going through rush. Mm -hmm. So, like, if if you're someone that's going into college now, do not be afraid of making authentic friendships. That's the best thing that I can say.
0: That's really good. That's good advice. That is. I mean, and and that's and that was your home. That was your fraternity. Exactly. You are kidding me. I mean, that is. I mean, were you nervous? Oh, I was. I was petrified. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Like, there's, there's no way. Like I, I can act confident all that I want, and I, I said it with confidence because I knew that, like that was that was the defining moment. Mm-hmm. Wow! But after I said it, I was like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. that just happened!" <laughs> like,
0: ugh. did anyone know you were gay at TCU at that point? Um, I did you co- know you were gay? Yes. You <laughs> just realized it in that moment. No,
2: I, I had a couple of very very good high school buddies that were at TCU and. And they even encouraged me to go look at the fraternity that I looked at um, because they're like, you know, we think these to be the highest quality guys on this campus. And, you know, obviously I'm biased, but that's proven to be true.
0: I have chills, y'all. I mean, seriously, oh. I mean, that is growth in our world. Mm-hmm. First of all, Absolutely. I mean, that is growth. And I'm sure you thought that was growth for you as well. right? Oh,
2: yeah. I it's was fist pumping the entire car right home. Oh,
0: oh that's no. That, that's so cute. <laughs> that is so great. So take us back to when you were at Sacred Heart mm-hmm. and you played football. What did I mean? What,
2: sure. So this uh, I, I, I prefaced tiffany with this that this was a, an area that i have a lot of passion and energy around but i was not out while i was playing at sacred heart and at the time there were only six players in the entirety of the ncaa um like college football across all divisions even in aia that were open wow. and playing and six?
1: six i didn't even think about that
2: mm-hmm. six Okay. It's, it's a remarkable statistic but like it was just something that you know, I knew, but I I didn't feel compelled. Like I, you're you're a football player and you're a number, so there's not a whole lot of like focus on the individual. And and this is not specific to Sacred Heart. Like I loved my coaching staff. It's just it's just the the reality of it mm-hmm. for for college athletes. So it I just there was no reason that I didn't. I just it I felt so much more compelled when I was rushing my fraternity to live authentically because they were they were judging me for me not necessarily based on just my athletic talent my athletic like ability Mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that you know i i I get myself a hard time about it. it's like oh why didn't you have the courage to come out while you were playing you could have illuminated this path for so many more more players and i i have to remember to be kind to myself it's like you know that was just not your time Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you can't help other athletes that are going through it right now live their authentic self. So that's, you know, when Carl Nassib most recently this year became the first NFL player to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to come out and, and play, he made a, a substantial donation to, um, the Trevor project, I believe. And I just think that, you know, that's incredible. And if I can have even a little bit of the impact that he had, like it'll be a success. You will. Oh, you thank will, you.
0: And you know what, when you were in your freshman year, I'm just going to put this out there. You weren't ready. No, I wasn't. you weren't Absolutely. ready. I mean, you know, y'all, I mm-hmm. mean, there's times in your life you just weren't ready. I mean, and you were ready and it made a difference in your life. And congratulations to you and all the other young men and women mm-hmm. that can say that. But Thank unfortunately you, there's not a lot that can say that, you right. know, I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what's your plans now? I know you've got jobs. So you're leaving us. Missy. Um, Missy. <laughs> You know, I am the mother to the people, and this is, this is like true. my Texas, my Texas, my <laughs> I'm her Texas mom. So you are going not far. Yes, I'm going to Dallas, so I'm gonna be a Dallas girl now, wearing those <laughs> heels and across the marble, yep. click
2: clacking across the marble. I was yeah. just
1: about to say that. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm so excited. So, um, I got an offer from a small brand consultancy and strategic communication agency in Dallas, and I accepted it, and I'm so excited. I knew from the moment I had my first call that that was the place I was supposed to be. And I got to meet so many members of the team. And I just felt so at home when I was there. And I'm so excited to do this new adventure in Dallas. And mm-hmm. I love Fort Worth. It's going to be so hard for me to leave, but I always have my Texas mom and family here. You have so a bedroom. Yeah, this is true. So It <laughs> sure. won't be too far. I'll That's always true. be back, but very excited that this has worked out. And mm-hmm. my goal was to walk across the graduation stage with a job. So I'm really excited that I accomplished that. You
0: did. You
1: did. And where in Colorado?
0: So
2: I will be working in Denver.
0: In Denver. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay.
1: Tiffy, looks like we have to go
0: to Denver. I know. We're yeah. to
1: Denver.
2: I can squeeze y'all into my one bedroom apartment. <laughs> oh, that perfect. I'm gonna...
1: Yeah. Tiffy and I will sleep on an air mattress. It'll be okay. <laughs> we got this. We got this.
2: But the, the process by which I, I got that job was... <laughs> It also illuminates my stubbornness. I was applying to jobs in strategic communication in October, September of this past semester. And, you know, Ashley just got her job a couple of days ago. But Mm -hmm. she went through the application process like, what, maybe two weeks ago?
1: Yes, I started in February.
2: Mm -hmm. So like the timeline for strategic communication jobs uh, starts much later. But mm-hmm. I was seeing people on LinkedIn already be like, mm-hmm. you know, so glad to have accepted this job with, I don't know, JP Morgan, Morgan mm-hmm. Stanley. Um, so I was like, well, I need to start looking. And I was just a, a little bit unsatisfied with just the lack of feedback I was getting. So I started looking at uh, one of our our very, very dear family friends. Uh, he works at the company that I'll be working at. And I was looking at their website one day and saw the description for their management consulting role Mm -hmm. i'm like oh my god that is me that's it that is that's that's Uh, it it was right up my alley and you know not to tie it back to roxo but a lot of the foundational (laughs) skills that i learned in roxo are things that i can apply to this job Mm -hmm. even though it's across a different industry
0: right yeah Absolutely. I mean, that is amazing. I'm so proud of y'all. Thank you. I Thank mean, you. seriously, this is so proud of you, Preston. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you too. Oh, <laughs> well, you have to come back and see me. Oh, sure. of course. 100%. Damn and, days at Tiffy's. Yeah, yeah. And when you, when you do, when you get out there in the world and, you know, remember me in the influencing world, but just remember to come back home because, oh, yeah. you know, I've just fallen in love with you people Aww. and you've just been absolutely amazing. And I appreciate it. And to Thank all of those you. kids, Coming in in the fall, I mean, what an experience. Just enjoy it. And mm-hmm. you know what? Ashley said something earlier, and I didn't do this. Um, you said, just go and have fun. Mm-hmm. Just have fun. Because you can only have fun for a certain period of your life before exactly. you have to be, you know, take on the real yeah. grown-up duties. And, and that's huge because I think I got into TCU, and I just was like, I'm, I got to get out. I got to get a mm-hmm. job. I got to go. Got to go. Yeah. You know, and um, no, 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 no. Take some time and breathe. That's advice that I
2: heard way too late in my college life. So don't make that mistake. Did you do that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I was so career focused for like the first three years, and then like as soon, well, pretty much as soon as Mm -hmm. I met Ashley, I started having fun. (laughs)
0: Of course, right. But you know, you go in and you're like, okay, gotta get a job. Gotta get a job. That Mm -hmm. was my focus. Yeah, my freshman year. Exactly. Get a job. Get a job. Had a job. You know, when I was walking Mm -hmm. across the stage, but I was too stressed out to. Enjoy it. So, And that's something our professors really
1: hone in on, too, with us. They're Mm -hmm. like, listen, you only have four years to be here Mm -hmm. and to have fun and balance school and a social life Mm -hmm. and all of that. When you graduate, you won't have that luxury anymore. That's true. So they really hone in on that for us, which has been super important. But kind of like Preston, I probably didn't listen to that as much as I should Mm -hmm. have. (laughs) I probably played it way too safe a little bit. But, hey, it worked out.
2: And (laughs) since that realization, the fun memories have just been two three times over more fun exactly. which i wish i just had more of them
0: i know yeah. i know hold on to those memories you mm-hmm. two. Aww. definitely well i adore you and thank you so much for coming of course. So I thank you appreciate it. i know well <laughs> everyone thank you so much for listening today and hey go rate and review this podcast and and mm-hmm. actually my so-called fabulous and hey please we're trying to get up in that podcast world and everyone have a wonderful day and always keep being fabulous